This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We're moving in a new direction. Moving forward and moving beyond smoking. We are Altria, and our companies are leading the way in moving adult smokers away from cigarettes by taking action to transition millions toward potentially less harmful choices as we move from being known as a tobacco company to being recognized as a tobacco harm reduction company. Altria is moving beyond smoking. Find out how at Altria.com. Your work technology should help your organization run better. Monday.com is an intuitive platform designed to help teams of all sizes work better together and maximize results. With Monday.com, you can easily customize your workflows to fit your team's exact needs and create automated updates to keep everyone up to speed in real time. Experience the power of a single platform that replaces your costly tech toolbox and the headache that comes with it. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com. How's it going, everyone? My name's Omar. Welcome back to the 12th edition of That Mill Podcast, the first in the international break. So, got myself and Kai today. How are you doing, Kai? You all right? Yeah, very good, thank you, mate. Looking forward to uh, talking about our latest signing. That's it. Yeah, we're doing this, obviously, the day after transfer deadline day. What we're going to do today is we're going to review, as a whole, our transfer window, whilst giving, obviously, our thoughts on the signing of Shea Yojo yesterday and also the departure of Milan Romeo. But we will also have on part number two, just kind of a review of the last five games in the league and also the two cup games, just give our general sort of view about how we feel we're at and how we're going to target the next few games for the next international break. So without further ado, this will go straight to part number one right now. And welcome to the first part of the show. Kai, you mentioned it in the intro there, mate. Talk about our new signing. Shea Yojo joins online from Liverpool. Bit out of the blue, wasn't it, mate? But 
Just obviously, what's your thoughts initially about signing the winger slash attacking player? I guess. Uh, I thought it's really. I thought it's, I think it's a really good signing. Um, I was getting a bit worried there last night. The, the longer it ticked on, you know, it's, it's, mm. it's gets gets a little bit nerve wracking seeing if we're actually going to bring someone in. Um, then the news broke that Ojo, and uh, we, we were working on a deal for Ojo, which I thought was a, was would be a really good sign. Obviously, it got completed, so it is a really good signing. Um, did did well at Cardiff last year. I think he got scored five goals for Cardiff, um, mm. and six or seven assists, about or something like that. Um, he's a good player. Um, didn't actually score after uh, Mick McCarthy uh, came in because um, that was his last sort of that was his last sort of games um, under Neil Harris. Then Mick McCarthy came in. I don't think he featured too much with under Mick McCarthy. Uh, obviously, they had Harry Wilson and players like that. But yeah, he's a, he's a really good signing. Um, you know, gives us a bit more pace. Um, and with Bennett coming back after the international break, he gives us a really nice bit of alternatives there with Ojo and Bennett. Gives us a lot of um, a lot of forward options now. Just. You know, I still think maybe we'll maybe one striker short, but um, yeah, I'm pleased. I'm pleased overall. Yeah, definitely, mate. I agree with you as well. I mean, I'm just looking at his statistics. Obviously, I think a lot of people probably would have checked his Wikipedia page by now. But obviously, he's had a few loan spells. Been a Liverpool player since the 2014 season. I think that's when he first signed his professional deal. Originally started at MK Dons as a kid, then went to Liverpool as a youth player. I think obviously Liverpool went through stage, signed a lot of youth players from a lot of clubs, including Mill at the time. I'm thinking the likes of Yusuf Merson, David Amu, players people might remember. Um, he's been at Liverpool since 2015 as a pro, signed for Wigan on loan. He's been at Wolves, been at Fulham, he's been to Reims in France been to Rangers and then obviously last year like you said at Cardiff City playing 41 times and five goals I mean I agree with you there mate you know he's got good championship pedigree still only 24 years old I think it is um, and you know he's obviously been around the block but I think it could be hopefully we find a home for him here at the Den obviously he's alone which is obviously quite a negative if you depends how you look at it Kai but you know I think um, for him he's probably going to think to himself you know maybe it's a chance to settle down at the club and you never know could become a permanent deal in the future maybe yeah, I think I saw something where that Liverpool were were hoping to sell him this summer for about I think it was five million. I saw an article yesterday uh, from a couple of months ago. Um, I was looking at it when when it looked like we were going to sign him. Um, so you never know. Next year, with another year left, with with another year uh, moving on from his contract, I don't know how many years he's got left at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if he does really well at the Den this year, then you know, hopefully next year we might be able to to sign him on a permanent deal. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pleased. I'm pleased overall. He's, he looks a bit more direct than than our current options, and uh, yeah, he's, he looks a good player. I think the fee rumored to be for him in 2011, sorry, was rumored to be about a two million pound deal for a fourteen year old. I mean, you know, it's quite a lot of money, isn't it? I know we've obviously had a, something similar with that. Uh, is it Elozozi at Man City? Yeah. Um, you know, apparently, obviously, he was the player that left us like a year or so ago now, and obviously went to Man City and was on their bench and it started the season. But you know, it's a lot of money, obviously, and obviously, he's obviously really highly anticipated Liverpool because. It's not only just he's been there for X amount of years. He's been there six, seven years, and you mentioned it there. But six, seven years as a pro, I imagine he might have got a three-year deal when he first started. He maybe signed a two-year deal after that, and maybe a two-year deal after that. They don't just keep players for no reason. And I know, obviously, you could say Premier Club stock players up and they have loads of youngsters that go out on loan everywhere. But for him to continue to get new deals, they obviously see something in him at Liverpool that made them think, you know, there's a player in there, I feel like. Yeah, otherwise they would have just released him, wouldn't they, by yeah. now? and you know, yeah. or, or just sold him for, you know... A couple, a couple million instead of they wanted five. Losses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they haven't done that, which is positive. They obviously think that that maybe they can maybe keep keep him going and, and hopefully progress him. Um, yeah, he, he did. He did well at Cardiff last year. I remember seeing him against Preston. I watched the high, watched the highlights last night of him, but um, a little highlight clip of him. But I do remember him against Preston last year that he, he took on a couple of defenders. Um, I remember that he should have passed. He could have passed. Looked like he was going to pass. And then hit one into the roof of the net. So you know he's he's good on the counter. 
good. Like the good, looks good the way we want to play him. Can we play him? Uh, do we play him up top with the phobie and play Jed in mind, or do we play him in behind? Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple of, or do we change the system? That's that's the question now. Uh, whether we play him, um, but wherever we do, hopefully we can get the best out of him. You make a good point about the system. I mean. We saw five at the back against Blackpool. I keep saying five. It's technically three central defenders and two wing backs bombing on. I think that'll probably stay. I think some people were thinking, you know, could Ojo be this player that plays on the right side as a wing back? I don't think that'd be the option. I think he'll be just, you know, one of them players that plays anywhere in the three. Maybe perhaps if Ree was to go kind of more attacking as well from midfield, he could probably be one of them options. I'm thinking if we play five three two, where we've seen Savile playing kind of behind the strikers, it could easily be Ojo that plays there, you know. He obviously has that intention to run at teams, cause issues. So I have to wait and see with that one. I agree with you, mate. Um, I think it's just up to route now, isn't it, to fit him into the system. You've got Bennett, Ojo, Wallace, Mahoney. Um, I'm sure I'm missing someone else out in that kind of position. But, you know, there's players there that obviously can make a real difference in this side. Yeah, and it, and it could even be the case that, that if you if he's going to stick with this 5-3-2 formation, he could almost push Savile back um, into the into sort of the two behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Savile and Leonard or Savile and um, Keefton Beld. Um, in, in that too, Savile Evans, whatever, and then play Ojo in, in behind um, a Phobie and Jed or a Phobie and Bennett. It just gives you a little bit more flexibility now, where, whereas before we didn't have that flexibility. With Ojo and Bennett coming back, you can afford to maybe rest a player every so often. You know, if, if Jed's looking tired, we can, we probably could rest Jed and play Ojo and Bennett up, Ojo in behind Bennett and a Phobie or vice versa. So it gives us the ability now to be able to rest more players, which is really important, I think. Um and it, yeah, just it, it it allows people to be more fresh all the time. I agree with you. And I think I've seen him play a handful of times. I can't pretend to know too much about him, but when like well doing these videos after games, you know, when we're drawing against Blackburn and we should have really put him to the sword. The same with Blackburn, Blackburn on Saturday. You know, we won two one, but you know, stumbled over the line. Um, I feel like he could be that something different that I feel like I've been saying in the last few episodes, guy. You know, that player could you know run at teams, cause the problems. Obviously, Mahoney's not really fancied by the manager. Um, but, you know, that could change, obviously, after his performance on Saturday when he came on and impressed. But, you know, I think it's obviously just a, it's a natural kind of thing where we've got another option now and hopefully it can, you know, be used to break down teams when we need them. Yeah, he that's what the sort of player you want. You want play, a player that's going to cause havoc, you know. In, in the, in, and one of them players that sort of gets in the box and causes problems because that's when they get brought down for penalties and stuff and, and that's when you get your chances. So, um, yeah, really pleased. Um, him, Jed, Bennett, Afobi, uh, Mahoney. They're all really good options. Um, so, yeah, really pleased. And I think that probably rounds off quite a good summer, um, summer transfer window. Yeah, you'll round out for me there, obviously, mate. But we'll, we'll talk about one more thing from yesterday, a few outgoings. Um, obviously, Alex Mitchell went on loan to Leighton Orient. Great single to lead two team. Kenny Jacket, obviously, being ex-Mill manager. I think he'll suit him to the ground there. You know, no nonsense defending will kind of suit him there. And I think Jacket's that kind of person that gets the best out of players like that. And obviously, hopefully, he'll nurture him along on a loan deal and it could be mutually beneficial for us. Tanto has gone back to Sutton United, Isaac Alafe. Uh, obviously, you know, we said that he was probably going to go out alone. Did it off kind of, you know, people said maybe League One, but maybe obviously, you know, it's still a step up for him going from conference to the championship uh, to League Two, sorry. Uh, Sutton United, albeit in a team that might be struggling this year. And the third one was obviously Marlon Romeo departing to go to Portsmouth. So obviously, talk about the youngsters, but let's start with uh, Marlon Romeo and what you think about him departing. Um. It's, it's weird one with Marlon because we had so many good years with Marlon Romeo, didn't we? He was he was always our first choice right back and him and Jed used to link up so well um, down the right-hand side. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, and Danny McNamara came in in January and just completely um, changed it, really, didn't he? he sort of, he's really uh, pushed Marlon out of the team and, and, and managed to keep him out of the team as well. So, you know, Danny McNamara's done really, really well and I think he'll be, well, 
he's now our right back. Um, he's out. I know he's out for a couple more weeks, but probably see Leonard or Billy fill in there while we're waiting for Danny to go to Danny to come back. Uh, I saw a piece with Nose of Den today saying that Rowett, uh, with Rowett saying that, um, that Marlon left because of a lack of game time, mm-hmm. um, which is you know could be could be questioned because of the fact that he could have played while Danny was out. So. Um, I don't know. I think it. I. I, I don't know. I, I'm got no idea. But it could be more of a mutual thing. I think, and probably suits both parties, doesn't it? This move, even though it's a, you know, after how good Marlon was a couple of years ago with with Jen on the right, um, you know, it's probably a the one that 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 probably suits all parties. With with Alex Mitchell and I know Zakolaf, I think it's good moves for both of them. Alex Mitchell link up with with Kenny Jacket, which is a great one, and mm-hmm. um, and obviously Olaf goes back to Sutton. Hopefully, can help him help him improve their form a little bit. It's a sad end for Romeo. I mean, I'm looking at his statistics here, mate. 200 plus games for Millwall, you know. Burst onto the scene at Walsall where I remember being there. We you know he plays right back. He, we signed him after, after being at Gillingham, I believe. You know, he was a 23s player, went through our 23s team, impressed. And obviously, Harris then brings him into the match day squad. We played Gillingham, uh, Walsall away. We win 3 0. I think Gregory scores one that day, maybe two. And Romeo scores a goal where he cuts in from the right, marauds his way through. And since that moment, never looked back at his Millwall career. And at times, you know, Obviously, was part of the team that then lost to the playoff final, then came back the year after and was part of the team that won the playoff final, got promoted to the championship, and he was on a real high. You know, probably getting linked to teams that maybe people thinking, you know, could be one of the best right backs in the league on his day. And it's just sadly come to a little bit of a stale end. But, you know, he's still young enough, isn't he, to kind of go out elsewhere, you know, 25, 26 years of age, and obviously find a home somewhere else, I think. And it's a, it's a sad end because obviously, you know, a lot of people know about the off, off field stuff, and it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's really tied to his reputation, but you can't doubt what he's off to this side whilst he's been here for, what, five, six years now? Yeah, up until, um, obviously, end of last year, I, I always thought of Marlon, well, still do, I still, thing is, it's, it's a strange one with Marlon because, um, you know, the, the, the as you said, the service he's offered to this club has been brilliant. You know, he's absolutely fantastic. He's been absolutely fantastic for this club. And even when called upon, um, you know, when Danny was out or replaced with Danny, I thought they, they it was fantastic with them too because they always used to give you... Um, you know, a little bit more of a, a bit of different dimension, I guess. Um, and, you know, they're both really, really good competition for each other. Um, so, obviously, up until the start of uh, end of last year, um, when the off-field, um, uh, off-field uh, things happened, um, you know, he was he was always a really good settled settled player in this squad. Um, and, yeah, it'll be, it's sad to see him go, I think. It's really sad to see um, him go and, and not be able to continue with us. Um, but, you know... Hopefully he does well this year. That the, hopefully he does well this season at Pompey. But I think it's only a loan, isn't it? So there is potential that he could return at the end of the season. I guess he's or... got one year left on his deal. Though, I think I might be mistaken. Yeah, and also I think it, I think it's just a kind of natural ending. You know, a yeah. player maybe sometimes outstays their welcome at a club, not even for reasons that we're talking about. But you know, I think also he's been here for so long. There was a stage though where you know I'm thinking back when he had Colin McLaughlin to rival him and Sean Cummins. He was the first right back every, for everyone. Everyone was said to like a bit like how we tell, say the team now, and we'll go. Cooper Hutchinson, do you know what I mean? Like these two will always be, and three or four years ago, and up until probably since Danny Matt, really, it'll be Cooper Hutch, Romeo, and who plays left back? Then Malone, do you know what I mean? Like Romeo would always be in that team, wouldn't he? And it's it's like, it's, yeah, like I said, it's a shame that he's gone the way he's gone, but what can you do about it, mate? I thought what we could do though is um, rate our transfer window out of ten. So I'll read out some tweets because I think Mickey done a poll yesterday, so we might as well get get use out of that. Uh, rate Mills transfer window out of ten. Steve Selby says seven. I would have kept Alafe and even Muller or Alex Mitchell, as both have been better, both a lot better than Pierce. Plus, of course, Jed is still here. Aside from that, 
we have done well on our budget. Shame Welling didn't come in for Bod. <laughs> mm. I mean, Welling's probably about the level of Bod Fast and Just, I'd say. Um, we've also got it's a four from Millwall Mickey. Um, let's give Ojo a chance. Rowett really needs to look at himself and think this is this level is too high for him. Interesting. Uh, five from Bermondsey Bill. Uh, six from MFC Gav. Eight from Rob Morgan. A minus five from David, three, seven, four, seven, five, two, six, five. A five from Matt Joy, seven slash eight from Josh. Eight from Simon, Mr. Hedgepig, saying improve the quality of the starting 11 with Ballard, Malone, Savile, Phobie and Ojo. Kept Jed and Cooper. Does right now need see Jed as the attacking midfielder to lead the forwards and take the handbrake off this team. Um, yeah, I mean, real mix, mate. But I think the general consensus is in a range of between six and eight of the transfer window. What would you reckon for yourself as like a as a whole? I'd go with a seven. I think um, I think good good in, good incomings. Um, Ballard, Phoebe, Savile, Malone, obviously Ojo, Long, all, all really good signings. I don't know if I missed anyone out there. Um, obviously, outgoings were probably necessary. Ferguson, um, Williams, probably a time has sort of come to an end at this club, hasn't it? Um, obviously, the the other ones, Alex Mitchell and Olaf. Obviously, good to get them out on loan and, and get them experience. Um, obviously Marlon, obviously Marlon went with just touched on, which is you know um, obviously disappointing to, to to see after how of a great service, a great servant to the club he was. Um, obviously, but it, as we said, it probably probably suits both parties uh, well. Um, so yeah, I'd say it's probably about seven. I'm I'm pretty pleased. I looked at the names we brought in earlier compared to the names that we we lost, and and yeah, I think we've we've improved the squad. That's it. And I mean, if we fast, if we rewind back to our close season shows before we signed anyone, and we're talking about Jed not signing that contract. We all said, like, we need a bit of kind of stardust, stardust in this team, so to speak, you know, someone to make something happen. I look at Ojo and I think he could be a creative player. I look at Phoebe. He was at number nine that we've all been calling for. He's obviously got two goals so far, which we'll talk about in the second part of the show as a last five-game review. And obviously, Sable coming back wins a lot of fans over. He's flattered to the sea for some, but obviously, you know, we know what Sable's capable of. And as you mentioned, Malone committing to a permanent deal, Long becoming that kind of competition back up for Fielding, who left, and then obviously having Bielkowski there with Long. And obviously Ballard's been a bit been a great sign as well. And I think seven out of ten is probably a fair reflection. I do think we probably could have done more in a sense of moving players out. Obviously, but Farson's still here, Thompson's still here, who I'm not complaining about Thompson being here because we know what he offers when he plays. But I'm thinking of Bofarsen, Bradshaw, Thompson, these are players that I think even Mahoney. I think the manager, if he had a chance to move him out and replace him, I think he might have done. So, um, But you can't do so many changes in one wing, though. I mean, look at Ipswich in, in League One. I think they signed 19 players this year. I mean, it's a lot of players. And they're bottom of the league. Yeah, they're throwing money at it. And like, I think they even signed Sam Morsey yesterday on a yeah. three-year deal. I'm thinking, I know they've got Ed Sheeran as their sponsor now, but like Sam Morsey, three-year deal. Like, Morsi's an unbelievable player. I'd take up having him at all. Even with our six midfielders, I'd add a seventh in there with him. But like you're thinking, it's just it's sometimes you can't do too many changes at once, can you, Kai? And I think no. as a whole, like you say, seven. Picture this: you're fully immersed in your podcast because in the back of your mind, you're not trying to recall when that deadline was supposed to be, or stressing to keep everyone updated on next steps. MeetMonday.com, a work management platform that makes having peace of mind easy. With Monday.com, all your work lives in one centralized place. You can automate updates to keep team members up to speed and ensure nothing falls through the cracks, even while you're enjoying your favorite podcast. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com. Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from Lecvio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, 
nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack, and with Letfio, you can lower your bad cholesterol and keep it low with two doses a year after two starter doses. Prescription Lecfio in glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. Common side effects were injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms, and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at Lecfio.com. Or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about Lecvio. That's L-E-Q-V-I-O. Lower, longer, Lecvio. That turn, I think that is a fair reflection of the window. Definitely, and 20 fibs, which if you count, Ed Sheeran, who's number 17 for them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, well, see what he offers for them this year. We'll have to see, won't we? Um, No, no, good window. Um, A phobie's a fantastic signing. He's worked so hard recently and, he, and he, he's really, he's got the fans on side. Um, I think, you know, see the, the applause that he gets every game when he plays is, is brilliant. Um, I think he's a, he's works really hard and, and he looks really dangerous when he gets on the ball as well. So, yeah, re- I'm, I'm pleased with the window. Yeah, and whilst it is, what, three loans with uh, Ballard, Phoebe and Ojo, I look at all three and, like, call me crazy, but Ballard's, what, 22 years of age, 21, 22. Ojo's 24. Benny Phoebe's 28. I think Phobes is his last year of his deal. Ojo's on his and obviously not going to get his opportunity at Liverpool. And maybe the same can say about Ballard. You know, there's three signs there that if we do it right and, you know, they would like being here, they could turn into permanent deals. And it, it kind of, it's not like getting a youngster in that, you know, will go on to better things and leave us. It's, there's kind of room there to maybe do something in the future with them that, you know, could work for both players. Yeah, it's not like a Cardiff last year where they signed sort of like Harry Wilson, was it? And they probably yeah. knew it was only going to be a one-year deal. I, I think that these these players could, could turn into a permanent deal. Um Ballard, look at Ballard, Arsenal, uh, you know, uh, well, they've, said, made up, they've uh, spent £150 million, haven't they? And not really. Still think Ballard probably is a better option than some of their centre-backs still. Um, mm. But they don't see that, which is perfect. We don't want him, we don't want him going back there. We want to keep him. So if they don't like him, that's absolutely fine. We'll have him. Because um, I think Ballard's done really well so far. Um, and then Ophopia, of course, Stoke don't want him either. Um they spent that they they signed Sima. Yes, was his name Sima uh, Abdallah Sima from yeah, yeah. I don't know where he's from, but really, really another really good player. So they're they're spending money as well. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be a problem. We, 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 I, don't, I don't. I think there could be a chance of signing all three. I'm not going to say we're going to, but obviously, got yeah. to be optimistic, haven't we? I think sometimes when you make low signings, you kind of know whether or not they're going to. There's potential there to do a deal thing press. Like you look at Malone. Loan committed after his loan spell, you know, and I think there is a lot to be said about the likes of Ballard, Afobi, and Ojo. They have signings that, whilst they can off site now, I think also there's potential to do something in the future, which is not always the case with loan signings. And I think that's, you know, fair play to the recruitment team there for that one. I think that's all for the, uh, we're going to say for transfers. Um, now it's up to Wright to get it all right, isn't it, Kai, in that sense, and mould this into the team that he wants. This is his vision. You know, you look at that squad now. If I read the squad out just very quickly, actually, whilst I'm here, one second. So here's the Millwall squad in Hull, according to Flash scores. Bill Kowski, George Long. So now this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep tally of uh, Gary Wright signings. George Long, so Daniel Ballard, Jake Cooper, Sean Hutchinson, Ryan Leonard, Scott Malone, Danny McNamara, uh, Alex Mitchell, Alex Pierce, Marlon Romeo, Murray Wallace, George Evans, Keith Dunbeld, Billy Mitchell, Shay Ojo, George Savile. Ben Thompson, Jed Wallace, Benneka Phobie, Mason Bennett, John Daly Bovardson, Tom Bradshaw, Conor Mahoney and Matt Smith. There's 11 players in that list that 
Gary Rat signs. You know, like he's been back since he's been here. I know he's been here what two full seasons almost now, but there are players in there that this is time for him to mould his squad together and make it work. I think, guy. Yeah, definitely. I think he started to get you know his own players now, the players that he would have liked. Mm-hmm. Um, just be nice if we could sort of just try and take this. Um, I'd love to see a four-two-three-one and. And if I did go four two three one, I think I'd go Bart. Our strong, I think our strongest left person is Bart. You know, McNamara, Hutchinson, Cooper. I don't mind if you play Ballard while Hutchinson's out, of course, because Ballard's been fantastic. Then you go Malone at left back. I go with Savile and Leonard in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, Jed, uh, Ojo, Bennett, or Jed, Bennett, Ojo, whatever, and then a Phoebe up top. That's a really good, solid attacking team, in my opinion. And you've got. Four players there that, that can score goals with Savile coming through from the midfield. Leonard can score goals. It's a really attacking scene. I'd like to take, see him, you know, go a little bit more attacking with this side because I reckon it's got the, the potential to go to be really dangerous. And yeah, and that's what highlights the squad for me. You missed out, you know, I'm not saying they should be in the team, but you can make arguments for Keith and Bell, Mitchell, um, you know, even Matt Smith up front. You know, he's come in on Saturday and done a job. A lot of people will, you know, will flatter to deceive with him. But you can say the same about a lot of players on our side. And I think that's credit to the kind of recruitment we've made and the squad's coming along nicely there. And even Ballard's, you know what I mean? Like you, you said Cooper and Hutchinson, but, you know, if, yeah. if Ballard's there, it's like you say, mate, I think, you know, competition's there, squad's there. I think it's now this is why the pressure's on the manager because, you know, you've got fixtures coming up. You know, you've got West Brom away, Swansea away, Coventry at home. Then you've got Forest away, Bristol City at home, Barnsley away. This is time now to put a run together, I think, and just kind of show, all right, we're in now. And this is what we're going to be about this season. But we'll have to wait and see, mate, won't we? Um, I think that wraps up part one. We'll come back at part two just briefly to discuss our thoughts on the first seven games of the season and, you know, where we thought we would be when we thought rewind it back to the start of the season. So we'll be back shortly. And welcome back to the second part of the show. As I said earlier there, we're going to be previewing, well, reviewing, shall I say, the first seven games of the season, five in the league, two in the cup. Kai, Mill sit in the league table, currently in 17th place, five games played, six goals for, eight goals conceded, five points on the board. Averaging a point per game, which would see you at 46 points come the end of the season. Maybe just enough to stay up, but, you know, if you can't afford, to be honest. Let's, what's your kind of see impressions when you think about that? And obviously we're in the third round of the cup, but what's your kind of review just briefly on the last five games in the league? Need to improve, I think. Um, as we, you know, if we're going to go back into the the first part, the player that o, he's brought in, Ojo, can help with that. Obviously the attacking and, and, and Bennett coming back, players coming back from injury will really help. Um, you know, Bennett, uh, um, you've got Hutchinson, Danny McNamara, you've got all these players that are set to come back from injury. Um, who are going to really help, but we need to be, we need to be a little bit tighter defensively. I still think without Hutchinson, uh, Ballard, Murray, Wallace, and Cooper is a good enough three at the back if he is going to go three um, to keep clean sheets. Um, so we we need to tighten up a little bit there, um, you know, and try and score a few more goals as well. Six goals in five games, you know, the the Fulham's of I think Fulham might have even scored something like fifteen, close to fifteen. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's this there's when when teams score that many, it's hard to lose games. Um, I mean, unless you're, yeah. With that point, and you're right, the top three teams have got the most goals in the league. Yeah. Goals always win your games, of course, but and it's yeah. not necessarily mean go gung ho. But Fulham's got 13 goals, three against, good defence there as well. West Brom's got 12 goals, four or five against. QPR's got 11 goals, four and five against as well. You know, and what I'd normally pride Mill on as well is hopefully you can see less goals per game, as in, you know, 
we've got eight goals conceded in five games. And for us, that is a slippery kind of start, I think, because we've always said it, you know, we're hard to beat. And it kind of brings me to that Cardiff game again. You know, that's the kind of, I think, I look back on the games, QPR away, I feel like we were really unlucky not to win the game. Aside from a long shot from Rob Dickey and a little spell after that goal, I think, you know, we weren't really tested by them. And then, you know, fast forward to Blackburn at home. Again, drop points. We should have yeah. won the game. So we could easily be sitting here with three wins right now, Kai. I'm not saying that's definitely the case. And it all goes really wrong against Cardiff, you know, and after after the Fulham game where we got outclassed. But that Cardiff game in particular sticks with me, you know, three one defeat out of the last five games. Being, you know, out defeated, but also, you know, out beaten in the sense of just in the war of the game. And that's what was kind of like the sour note for me, you know. They score three set pieces against us, three headers, and that's for Millwall. That shouldn't be happening again this season for me. No, I think that's the I think that's the the problem with the with the, the loss against Cardiff. We were just a little bit we, we we weren't up to our usual standards in the box with what you'd expect from Cooper, Murray Wallace, Ballard, all of them. Um, still, I still think. Well, I saw some reports saying that Ballard still had a fantastic game there. So Ballard seems like the one bright spot every game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think H- missing Hutchinson's big, especially with that leadership in the in the box. We seem to be conceding quite a lot of set, set piece goals right now. Um, so Hutchinson, when he comes back, he probably starts to you know patrol a bit more better and you know and get the get everyone rounded up and, and you know focusing them. Um, obviously, Blackpool goal was just was was a bit comical, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, my uncle sat next to me, started laughing when they scored because he just said, "How how have we how have we done that?" Like <laughs> Murray Wallace and Bart have just clattered into each other, in there, and then the guys got up and. And Bart's nearly even saved it. Still, he's stuck his hand in that, and it's gone in. So, yeah, that was just a bit of a, you know, a bit of an old, a bit of a poor goal to concede. Which against Blackpool, I still think we needed a little bit of a wake up call. To that, that goal might have even worked in our favour just to, to stick us into gear a little bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, that needs to improve. Um, if it does, I think with the signings we've made and the the, the attacking uh, you know threat we do have now, if he plays the right system and we and we attack well. Then we could easily score a couple of goals a game, I think. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I mean, look, first five games, five points out of them. I think, you know, the Blackpool game, whilst I was quite negative after the game, and I probably still am a little bit now when I look back on it, we still got the job done. And I know it sounds stupid, but, you know, we, it could easily have folded and, you know, or just not really kind of, you know, put the effort in to kind of win that game. But I think the sheer determination from the team in the end got us over the line. Um, it was more relief, if anything, you know, getting that win off on off our kind of our back, so to speak, and getting that first win in the league. I mean, yeah, Cardiff was a, definitely a low point for me. It's great to be back in football crowds, though, Kai, isn't it? You know, we've missed this, and I'd hate to be talking about it after watching an eye follow. You know, instead, here we are talking about it on our stream, obviously. But you know, we're in stadiums, we're bringing, it's taking the whole atmosphere in, and it's just the whole occasion. Of it. I think that's probably why some people are some, you know, so infuriated by the likes of Cardiff away because we're there now. There's no excuses, not necessarily to win every game, but the effort, the, the the will to fight, it's got to be there every game when the fans are there. Yeah, it's been so, it's been it's been brilliant being back in the stadium. It's been fantastic. Um, you know, it's been just that first game back against QPR was was oh wow, you know, it was incredible. Um, Jeb Wallace scoring and then you know running all the way back to celebrate with us, it just makes me smile, and I, and I can see it makes you smile as well. You know, it just yeah. it just it was just the the whole day itself. It was fantastic. Um, you know, it's been brilliant being back in the stadiums, and they. You know, and that's what we ask for. We ask for one hundred and ten percent. If you still, if we lose after giving one hundred and ten percent, then fair enough, you know. But against Cardiff, I don't think we did that. And that's really what that probably was a disappointment, wasn't it? 
That's it, 100%, mate. I mean, let's talk about, obviously, we're in the cup third round against Leicester. That's still to come. A couple of good wins in there. I would say we'll talk about them, but, you know, we'll gloss over them because we spoke about them in previous episodes anyway, and they're cup games in the AFL Cup and I really cares about. So we've got six games between now and the next international break in the league. West Brom away, Swansea away, Coventry at home, Nottingham Forest away, Bristol City at home, and Barnsley away. I'm going to give you, I'm ask you for prediction, actually. 18 points available. How many points will Mill have when we next sit down together after the Barnsley game in the international break there? Okay, so what was it, West Brom? So West Brom, I reckon a point. That's one. <laughs> Swansea, I know, I'm, I'm going to go for I'm going to go for I reckon, uh, we're I reckon we're going to lose at West Brom, personally. Just because their style of play is so unique and different. No, it's, not, they're brilliant. Yeah, yeah, they are brilliant. It's but... not even that it's like a pleasure to watch. It's just so up and at you. That I, I don't know. It'd be a tough one, I think, personally, that one. But anyway, keep going. Swansea away. I'll go three points against Swansea. I think we'll, okay. we'll, we'll do it there. We did. Points out of six right now. Yeah, it's optimistic, isn't it? It does sound quite optimistic, that. Well, um, you're going to be the home game, right? Oh, yeah. If we beat Swansea, we have to win, we have to win that one. That's, that's another that's three points. points in the week. So that's the more than we've got all season so far. But I like it, yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got, got that. Forest away the week after. Because they're they're back they're they're not doing great are they at the moment? No, but I'll go I'll go with. That's really difficult. Who who got last? We got Barnsley. You got Bristol City and Barnsley after that. We definitely lose Barnsley because we always lose Barnsley, don't we? So, okay. um, Forest and uh, Bristol City. I'm going to go with go with one win and one draw. So we're sitting on eleven points out of eighteen. Yeah, no, you know what? I'm going to be even more positive. I'm going to go a point against Barnsley as well. Okay, so twelve points out of eighteen. Uh, no defeats in that. I'm beating, nah. right? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds crazy. It does sound crazy. Did you say the Forest game will lose or we get a point there? You said we'll get a point, so we'll be undefeated. Point, yeah. Okay, Actually, so we're not going to lose no, any games. Yeah, I think the one that we, we, I think the one that is obviously, is more obvious, that I think, you know, not any team can beat any team in the Championship, so it's not an obvious defeat, but it's um, the one that you'd say, you know, that it's probably more likely we're going to lose is West Brom. Yeah. Um, but if we get a point out of that game, that'd be fantastic. Uh, three oh. and three, and I'll probably celebrate all evening. Um, so twelve points out of eighteen, you're going for, yeah? Yeah, I'll go for it. I'll, I'll back myself. I reckon middle middle of the road, nine out of eighteen will stabilise the shit. I agree with you though. I think something's going to turn. I hope. I think West Brom could be a tough away day, but if you get that result of West Brom away, you know, then you've got the Swansea's, the Coventry's, and the Forests come. You know, we can get real momentum going, and hopefully that's something we can carry with us. I think we're typically good, though, October, I feel like. So, like, I think that's when we're going to get our run. I think we're going to get middle of the road, 9 out of 18 points. We'll be sitting on, what's that then, um, 14 points after 12 games, 11 games, which I'll take. And I think it'll be mid-table form. But I think we'll kick on after that in October onwards. That's for me anyway. That's my prediction. Um, and I think, you know, but if we do get that victory at West Brom, if we did then I'd be yeah. talking differently about this. The positivity would be through the roof. So Yeah, if we, if we win West Brom, yeah. we're going up. Do you know what, I'm, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that, that's, that's, what, that's what changes everything, isn't it? Uh, a win against a team like West Brom, Fulham, um, Bournemouth, any any teams like these, especially away from home, it just changes the mentality completely because, you know, everyone's on everyone's on top of the world if we beat them sort of teams. And it changes the whole outlook, you know. If, if we lose to them sort of teams, you know, it doesn't really change because we're, we're not expected to beat them. A point is a good result away at them sort of places. So yeah, I'll go for a point there. But a point, I'll be I'll be really pleased with the point. I'll take your uh, positivity there as well, mate. I, 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 you know what? 
you never know. Nine points out of 18 that I'm going to go for. I think we're going to you know, have some tricky games, but also I think we're going to have some good away performances that make us all happy and hopefully win a couple home games. There you go. I think that's what I'm going to say. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything we've got for today, Kai. You got anything else you want to add into this episode? It's obviously a little bit of a short one, but international break, not a lot of games to talk about at the moment, but anything you want to add today? Uh, no, mate, just apart from, um, yeah, looking forward to West Brom um, and hopefully uh, uh, Ojo can, can make an instant impact. Love your positivity, mate. I love it. If you're new around here, guys, and you're watching on YouTube, be sure to give this video a like. Subscribe if you're new. If you're listening to audio, be sure to leave us a listen, uh, audio review. Obviously, we much appreciate it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, and, yeah, I think that's everything for me. I think, obviously, subscribe to us. Check out our YouTube. Check out our audios, like I said. Um, and check out our social pages, That Mill Pods. Check out the website, thatmillpodcast.co.uk. And we'll probably be back on Sunday for another international show. Maybe something different, a bit of a debate. But, yeah, we'll be back. Nice one, guys. Thanks for listening, and see you soon. out of the hospital at 6 p.m. I'm not done for the night. That's when gamer nurse 40 clocks in and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken Zero Zero. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. If you have bills and debt piling up, a personal loan through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track if eligible. Visit netcredit.com today. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com slash partners for more information. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.